Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, helping you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. It's all right here for you with this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. Remember to visit us online, too, at besteveryou.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. Well, good morning, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Our audio might be slightly um, not its usual self because we are having issues logging into our live direct uh, feed into Blog Talk Radio, the, uh, the system that we log into appears to not be working quite right. So we're actually on actual phones, <laughs> actual landline phones. So hopefully you can hear us well. We will remind ourselves and each other to slow down and um, make sure that you can hear us okay. If not, tweet me at best ever you and um, just remind us to, to make sure we're slow and concise uh, because of the phone system. So hopefully it's coming clear. And um, today we're having a community conversation. So I welcome you to join us, which people are already joining us. You can call 646-787-8537. And uh, we have, I think, Chris, you're, Chris Foley, you're at 250 Area Code, right? Is that you? Good morning. Yes. Good morning. Right, we have Chris Fuller joining us as well. She's the CEO of Your Life Sparkles. And together we have Dr. Lynn Shelley, who's the Executive Director of Leadership and Professional Education at Endicott College in Beverly, Massachusetts. I'm so honored and um, just thrilled that she's with us again. She's done a few shows during this time, and we hope that she'll continue to be with us ever you for a, a long time as a, an expert on our website and with our radio show. She's devoted her career to education at all levels for more than 35 years. I, Lynn, you've been a teacher, a principal, a superintendent of schools, a professor, <laughs> all, all these things. So I just think you're just so perfect for our show today, Coronavirus Conundrum, supporting our high school and college students because, wow, we're all adjusting, aren't we? Yes, we are, and thank you, Elizabeth. And hi, Chris, how are you? Nice to talk to you again. Hi. Yes. Uh, I'm happy, very, very happy to assist in any way I can, do my part to make uh, what is a, can be a trying time as positive for everyone, children, adolescents, adults, as possible. Yeah. And, and you know, we were t- saying before we, we went on the air, you know, we're the positive crew, and we're here to, here to try and provide you with information that makes your day um, even just slightly more positive and, and lifted up in the right direction and all of that. And I could think of no better person to join us than, you know, our, our responsible for our Sparkle Squad, Chris Fuller, because <laughs> he's up in Canada, and, and um, Chris, thank you for taking time out of your day, and you're going to be with us for maybe like 20 or 30 minutes today, right? Yeah, that's right. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I adore what you're doing, and I, I love being a part of the conversation, and I think that's largely what it's all about, is how do we have those conversations, and our role here on this show is to help maybe provide some guidance or suggestions, and just remind people that we are not alone, and we're in this together. So good morning, Lynn, as well. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, 
you know, and and so Lynn, from from health, we we were writing this, and hopefully this this tackles some of the issues that we're facing. But from not only health and safety, um, from from a standpoint there, um, explaining that it's not safe for a teenager to get in their car and go over to their friend's house or whatever it is at this point, but just to emotional well-being mm-hmm. as well. Everybody has um, shifted from their daily engagement from like friends, athletics, social circles, classes, routines, everything into this new territory and we're all figuring it out. But I know one of the things though that we were specifically talking about was we're like missing uh, major milestones. Do you want to start there or do you want to start with the routine? Where should we go first, Lynn? Lynn, Uh, milestones. Let's just start with, I think, reviewing for new listeners that might not have heard Chris's show or my shows that we've done about this. I think let's just set the context, if that's okay, Elizabeth, with the routine, because yeah. I think at all, at all levels, for adults, frankly, I think that the routine, having a routine that allows you, us, children, to look forward to something every day that they're going to do and they're going to accomplish and it's going to be done and it's going to allow for um, success and happiness, I think really sets the context for everything that comes from that. So I, I just would like to underscore that it's not easy to set it. It's not easy to keep it. Um, and that's okay. Give, give yourself permission. If you're a parent working with children, that if you're not keeping it, give yourself permission to just, Keep doing it. You're doing your best, and that's great. Um, and, and give yourself permission too to be happy if if you're having trouble following it. But the but but the the main point of thinking about and trying to do a routine is that this new normal is our normal, and in our normal is happiness, and in our normal is success, small successes and large successes. So our new normal has to be defined by that too through the routines we set. So um, and let's go into like a little bit of, about routine because um, I know on our end uh, we have kids who are uh, in online college now and that does have a definite routine to it. They have classes that meet at specific times. So at home we're, you know, we're adjusting to a variety of, you know, it's like we have the college schedule here at home. <laughs> and it's like, nope, I'm in class. Everybody be quiet. I'm on a, I'm on a conference call or a Zoom call or whatever it is. And, um, you know, kids are in their room with the door shut doing their homework and on videos. It's very different than being yes, on video games for sure. It is very different. And and even the younger children, elementary, middle, high school children are now on a routine, whether it's it's online learning, e-learning, or whether it's it's doing a set of packets, or whether it's on the phone with their teachers on a conference call. Everyone is into that mode now. So that is helping the routine. But I'd like to add, as we're talking about um, staying happy and staying positive, what I'm finding in discussing with people that are actually living this is that built into however this, this is happening in every household with children through college, that the teachers know that they have to build in engagement, an engagement piece that allows their students, no matter what level, to interact with each other rather than just with themselves as the teacher. It's critical. 
because that's what they're missing by not being face-to-face in school. I'll give mm-hmm. you an example. I'll give you a, a concrete example. I read in a journal, and it said, she said, um, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, I don't normally talk to three-quarters of the, you know, the kids that I sit next to in my high school pre-calculus class. I have my group of friends that I'm finding myself just missing sitting down next to them and smiling and saying good morning and seeing them, seeing them at lunch and seeing them at, you know, in phys ed class. So that engagement piece, this, the, the, the students are saying this out loud. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah, they're still, they're still Snapchatting and Instagramming and being on the phone and being on Instagram and tweeting and so forth and so on with their core group of friends, but it's the larger, their larger, I would say, macro system in their educational world that they're still missing. And teachers are becoming mindful of that and knowing that it's not just the lesson from A to B beginning to end, that they have to fit in something they never had to do before. I noticed that also with um, one of our kids, Quaid, he was telling me that yesterday too. That is exactly what they're doing in his classes is they're um, engaging each other, you know, where before you'd sit in a class of 100 people or whatever and you'd maybe talk to one or two people. And now he's talking to people that he never knew before. And so I think what you're saying is completely, completely accurate. And um, I want to bring... Chris back in for a moment and, and talk about it from um, what Chris, you were saying something yesterday about your sister and her kids and um, were they I can't remember what you were saying though, you were, were they doing something because the preschools aren't together and the elementary schools aren't together and so forth, are, they, are the teachers having like online Zoom training or classrooms? So, or yeah, uh, here they they are trying to navigate that at all levels, um, and what that looks like is still is still in the works. And the, and the messaging here for parents is just to remind yourself and say to yourself, you know, I'm doing my best. Because I think one of the things is we're seeing a lot, and I do have a background in public ed- education as well. I taught in the school system for 15 years before I moved on to public speaking. And the messaging and things that I'm hearing and seeing around that is that a lot of parents are feeling overwhelmed. It's another layer that they weren't expecting or prepared for. And so there are programs and things coming down the pipe for uh, kids at all levels. I know my sister, for example, um, her children are in a French immersion class. And she said, you know, I'm, I won't be able to provide them with that skill because I, my French is, is really poor, really not at a level that a teacher who teaches it could could guide and teach and she said that concerns me I don't want them to lose that skill and the messaging is for parents you know not to worry and to just tell yourselves and remind yourselves and tell your kids this mantra I am doing my best and to sort of give yourself that grace because I think a lot of folks uh, my sisters included are sort of vibrating in a level of stress about this like oh how am I going to manage this how am I going to do this how am I going to be all of these things that I am not trained for or wasn't doing before um, so there, and then the other thing is, is to just make sure you're still keeping focus on what's important, that your children are loved, that your children are heard, that, that they have a space to feel important and that there are room and times for conversations. And so 
um, I think those are some of the things that my sisters have shared with me with their, their kids, and they have kids ranging from age 1 to 13. Um, so it really covers that whole young and primary school age. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, too, because we all seem like we're operating at a, uh, no matter what it seems like to me, and this is sort of a generalization, but at a, at a low level of, of stress and anxiety and grief combined going on mm-hmm. at a some low, some high, some whatever, but it's there. And so everybody's, it seems to me, like being very mindful or as mindful as they know how to be um, as they leave which I think is, is and, and it's almost like we're all leaders in some capacity. Even the kids are leaders to each other. Um, mm-hmm. the, the pets are even leading on Twitter right now. <laughs> so, Lynn, Lynn um, do you want to talk about that from like a leadership point um, and, and how that works when you're, when you're feeling, you know, stressed instead of blessed? Absolutely. That's, you know, I think you make a good point. Even, even the youngest of children, they're, they're leading in some sort of way. Um, I, I, I was moved because a young elementary school student on, a, on an e-learning class, a morning meeting, said to her teacher, I miss your smiling face, even though I can see it through the computer. Mm-hmm. And so the other students that were in that environment we're hearing that we're hearing this this seven-year-old say I miss your smiling face and it's important that everyone recognize that that was a big step for a seven-year-old that they took in this new normal which was very positive and very reaffirming for the teacher but also for the for her, her students, her, her friends and the students in that class, that she probably voiced what they were all feeling. And in terms of a leadership perspective, I think the creativity is beyond me of what high school, middle school, high school, all students of every level, creativity and leadership that they're taking to try to fill the void of not being together in person. Uh, it, Sitting, I think I mentioned this on the other show, but it's worth saying again, asking the town police for an escort to drive to the high school and sit in the middle of a circle so that they could sit on their tailgates and talk to each other. Now, granted, it's a small high school, but that can be done in small groups in larger in larger high schools. And the, and the, um, and the safety personnel in cities and towns are more than willing to assist in helping young people find ways to fill the void and and take on. And and that came from the leadership of a high school student. We have to find a way beyond electronics and beyond technology to see each other because we're we're going to miss those milestones. And that might segue nicely into what you want to talk about. And we're going to miss the milestones, but we have to find ways to stay connected. And it's important to think about those in new and different ways. Yeah, and actually, I, I wanted to mention, too, the, the idea for this show um, not only kind of came from us, but one of the huge topics of the show that we're going to talk about came from Coach Tommy Rispoli, who is um, one of the coaches at New Haven Baseball, uh, one of the 
I can't remember if he's the assistant head coach or I think that's his actual official title. I can't remember. I'd have to look at it right now. But anyway, Coach Rispoli at New Haven, um, he wanted us to really address, before we go to milestones, he wanted us to really talk about drugs, alcohol, vaping, and the things that people might turn to without the friend cycles um, circles with you know without the support and and feeling alone, feeling depressed, feeling you know all those different things. And um, do you do you want to touch on that? Because um, I I think it's it's probably super important to to address all of the issues that people can get into. Um, I don't even know how to tackle that one. I and I certainly haven't done any research on it. I don't know if you did, but. Um, that was when we got off our last call. I actually had like an hour-long conversation with him, and he was like, "You know, aside from the little kids, let's talk about the high school kids and the college kids, and um, making sure that they're not going into a pattern of alcohol, drugs, smoking, vaping, all those things." Any any thoughts there? Are you? Yes, Elizabeth, I have some thoughts, and I am not a medical doctor, and I'm not a psychotherapist, but I have done research um, from a psychological and a sociological perspective on this, and I think it comes down to um, the family unit knowing the, the, the typical and atypical behaviors of, of the high school and college students, and I think it's encumbered more than ever in this new normal to be sure that we red flag the atypical behaviors, staying in the room, staying longer than usual at a video game, not participating in meals, um, it, the kinds of red flags that would be atypical in every high school and college student will be, um, will be different on that, but actually writing them down so that you can be mindful, um, the family unit, and, and, and be sure that we as the adults in the family unit don't allow those atypical behaviors to, to, um, to expand and, and become more typical than atypical. I say that because when they become more typical, He's so right. The chances of now that the, the college students are adults, they, they can purchase the products. They can get the products. The high school students, even though they aren't, certainly we know they do if they want to. And I think we have to be aware of that. Um, and, and frankly, as a mother and as a grandmother, if I saw those behaviors happening around me while I was, you know, in, in at home and, and we were all at home together, I would go so far as to check rooms or have them check rooms with me and check cars. And then it comes to a conversation piece. It's not going to solve mm-hmm. it. We're not the professionals. We're not the psychologists. But I'm telling you that no. the psychological world, the psychiatrists and the psychotherapists are doing Zoom, WebEx, DoxyMe mm-hmm. sessions, and I would be the first one to call my PCP and say, I need help. I'm not a professional. Yeah. Um, and Chris, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I think, yeah, I'll oh, go ahead. Finish your thought there, Lynn, and then I'll jump in. No, no. I would just say that it, I know it's a harsh reality, but he brings up a wonderful point 
that we can't just let it go until it's too far gone. And for some of these children, this is going to, this is going to throw them into a very could, could hopefully not throw them into a, a depressive state. And we don't want to, we want them, we want to recognize that and get them the assistance they need while we're doing what we can to make the new normal as happy and positive as possible. Yeah. And and Chris, what did you want to add? I wanted to add, and you and I talked about this a little bit yesterday, Elizabeth, but two things. One is just about the modeling. So you as the adult, what are you doing and what are you showing? Like, and that's something to be mindful of as well, because it is really easy to be like, well, I'm at home and I've seen memes and things that are like, oh, it's, it's mayhem. Have a drink at 7am, have a, or whatever the joke is, but it certainly is a new, uh, I don't know, undertone that's happening that's ne- meant to be funny, but just, you know, read them with caution. And then on that same line with the memes and jokes, I've seen ones that are like, oh, I've been a homeschooler for, for one minute and already one kid is suspended, one is expelled, and I'm, I've got vodka in the top drawer of my desk or some, some joke like that. And I just would caution to say, you know, your high school and your college students, they're seeing these jokes, they're seeing these memes, and if you're finding comfort in them and finding you're not alone in them, you just have to walk that balance really carefully. And I, and I want to remind you to circle back and make sure that the message for your kids is love because, you know, those jokes with your friends, serves me you on one side but your your young adult and teenage children also are seeing those and reading those and if they feel that they are problematic or not important or the butt of that joke then I think that's something to be mindful of as well and I mean uh, tons of beautiful great parents out there are mindful of it and are providing so much love and so much support but it's just something that kind of popped up in my head as I see the currents on my social media change I guess. Yeah, and I I polled all four of our boys, and they're they're fairly you know decent sampling of this age group. They're eighteen, twenty, twenty two, and twenty four. Yeah, and I asked them to ask their friends what they're experiencing at home, and some of the list was um, family fighting because everybody's yeah. not used to being together at that age. Um, missing freedom. Um, you're going. You're, you know, you've been on your own at college and now you're under, you know, under your parents' wings again where you were, I'm free, I'm free, and now you're not. Um, <laughs> my kids were like, <laughs> this was one from my kids, they're like, oh, wonderful, I won't have to do my laundry. And I'm like, yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, no. Um, so, no, and, um, but they, you know, they have, um, they're seeing people, you know, into the, you know, Band-Aid things with alcohol, drugs, you know, juuling, you know, all, all those things. You're definitely seeing seeing that. Um, somebody said that um, they were fearful. I think when this came, this one might have come from you, like um, fearful that their phone conversations were being overheard. Um, you did, yes, there, I said that. My, I told yeah, the there was people. A, and, Yep. Yeah, not purpose, not purposely, but there's only a certain amount of room in a house or an apartment or a condominium where people live. Right. And right. Um, there know, was a comment okay. about younger siblings. There was a comment that they aren't used to um, taking classes online. Like somebody said, well, all my classes were in person. I intentionally didn't sign up for anything online because I don't like online classes and I'm not good at them. Um, that wasn't necessarily a comment from my kids, but a comment from their friends. Um, 
and then there were um, there were comments about actually like really actually missing milestones, like not just like from a senior point of view, but from um, you know a senior in something, but actually from um, a kindergarten point of view, a middle school to junior high school point of view, a eighth grade point of view, graduating from that to the high school, and then the seniors and the graduate the graduates, and then athletes as well. Um, and then people seem to be trying to figure out also how to do birthdays, like special mile, like mm-hmm. special milestones, like a lot of online birthdays. Um, Lynn, did did you have other things to add to that list? Yes, I did. I had some things that I thought that I found that high school and college uh, more than you know the uh, the younger siblings. Now you might have a college you might have a college level student, but the younger siblings being underfoot when they're used to being in a in a, in a mod where they're, they're living with four people like they're in a condominium and they're underfoot. I mean, they're just underfoot and, and a way to have them step up in a leadership role um, in this new normal, in the, in, the, in the family unit and not make the siblings feel badly about it. But again, as, as Chris said, I think we can have high school and, and, and college level students be the role models too. We, we should have those discussions. Mm-hmm. Chris is right on point when she said, you know, with the jokes, the butt of the jokes, yes, we can have a drink. There's a drink in my, you know, it's 5 o'clock at any time now kind of thing. But we have to be the models as the adults. But I think the high school and college students can be the models for younger siblings as well and for each mm-hmm. other, frankly. If you have, you know, you might have two two children in college, one a freshman, one a senior, or whatever, and that freshman is just finishing up a freshman year in in the in in a very atypical way, a, a very different way than the older one finished up a freshman year. They can be role that that senior can be a role model for the freshman, so that they don't go back with a mindset or come out with a mindset that this new normal is gonna, this is really what it's all about, kind of thing. I also I also thought um, that the um, I, I I talked to some people and they, the the high school and middle school kids said yes I'm taking my classes online but I feel like I feel like for the first time in my life the adults around me I'm monitoring what I'm doing mm-hmm. in my class yeah I heard and that not just too. waiting for my not just waiting for my report card or you know end of semester grades. But they're monitoring what I'm doing to make sure, um, to make sure that I'm completing everything. When you know most college students definitely have to take the self-motivated approach, and they didn't like that because the ones I talked to said I do my work and it's fine and I do it to the best of my ability. But I feel like, and I said, is that real or is that perceived? And they couldn't answer that question. Mm-hmm. And I said it might be perceived just because of the proximity of everyone in the house, or there's three computers and five people need to do their work, so they're over right. their shoulder waiting for their turn. So then, then it's then it's in it, it's real, it's real for them. Um, I we talked about I I I got a lot of you know I can't see my boyfriend, I can't see my girlfriend, mm-hmm. other than from a distance. I can't hug, I can't kiss, I can't, I can't have the emotional support that even we as adults are missing. 
Um, and mm-hmm. and they can't they can't have that physical, um, you know, that physical uh, touching and um, and they just feel that isolation of friends. And in the other piece, another thing, and you can pick whichever one you want to go into depth about. The seniors in high school are very worried. Seniors and juniors. I'll start with the seniors. They're very worried about their AP classes. Their final, their final um, grade point average for high school, especially because the college admissions letters are coming in now, and some are going to be waitlisted, and those final grades and GPAs are, are going to make a difference. But what I'm also finding is some colleges are taking a look at that, so that's very good, and seeing how much weight they're actually going to put on that and eliminating those final grades as any anything that they do in, in decision making so that's sort of well, a caveat to that I think it's important to you know manage anxiety um, with all of this in in terms of worried about this or worried about that or whatever um, I think we I, I still think like if we go back to some of our calls we've had like we need to probably come come out of the the worry mode and into staying present and what we can control and what's in front of us and so forth. I think that's probably some, some I don't know where I heard that advice or if if we all decided mm-hmm. to give that advice or whatever, but it's I, I think it's probably sound advice because some of those things we're not going to know exactly how the next few months are going to unfold with any of that unless some of those decisions are being like made right now and this is the way it's going to be with AP testing or college exams or like they did with NCAA, they're just like the season's canceled. So I think, Chris, um, I know you have to go, so I wanted to just have you chime in once more. Um, on the whole milestone yeah. thing, which we really haven't talked about so much, I want to I pull you into Sparkle Squad mode a little bit to give us some joy and mm-hmm. happiness because, you know, right now, yes, we're sparkling with, as, I, as we said yesterday, sparkling with Lysol. Yeah. Um, but we want to be sparkling with with joy and things like that. So, did you have any ideas on how to yeah. pull off some better celebrations um, for some of these I milestones? Mean, it's like milestones are going to go. Yeah, I know. It's like Lynn said. You know, we still in this new normal. We are allowed to feel happiness and to seek it and to look for it. And so, two two things that I think. One, I know one of my uh, cousins with kids. They've had a family meeting a couple of times, and they have a child in primary school and a child in high school to say what are what are our goals as a family and what's important to us and get the kids involved so that they can say okay we need to go outside every day or this or that and and sort of reallocate maybe those family roles or redefine them but certainly to touch base so that was something that brings everyone to the table and helps them be part of the solution and the conversation which the kids really like and then in celebrating those milestones I have a niece who is grade seven so here at her school that would be her last year she their school had a camping trip and a graduation planned and they won't get that and this is their last year in that school after seven years it's it's a big miss and the a few of the parents are challenging the kids to say what can we do instead of this camping trip and so the kids now on social media are trying to find a solution is it making a fort in your living room and like they're they're looking at ideas but it's giving them something to do in lieu of or in place of and the kids are brainstorming this right now to see what can we do and how can we achieve it um, you know using zoom or something like that and then of course the drive-by I know you mentioned birthdays but I think that's happening for other things too and maybe that's something that I don't know with graduation could cap and gowns be mailed to people and could they do 
something online. I don't know, but I think it's really neat to be able to put it back to the students and say, help us problem solve this because they're really good at it. So family mm-hmm. meetings and problem solving with kids for those creative ideas and to, to not let it fall by the wayside, those milestones, to recognize that we've missed them, but then to also say, okay, but how are we still going to celebrate them? I think that's important. You know, and, and is it okay, let's ask this, is it okay to reschedule things? So, for example, you know, just because yeah. the milestone is April 15th or whatever, does, it, does that mean that we can't come back to that and go and have a celebration later? Um, what, what do you no, think No, of course about not. That? I'm all about that. You can definitely have a double celebration. You can definitely. There's I no, agree. There's no rule. I you know, I even have a girl, a child whose birthday is December 26th, and she said, we do a little thing, but we always do something in July because nobody's yep. kids can come that day. And so that has been very normal in their lives in that one example because of a date issue. So this isn't a date issue. This is a whole bunch of dates because of a different issue. But I think that there is no, like, hard fast rule that oh no you missed that yeah. no we can we can be flexible and we can still find ways yeah. to celebrate it um so yeah, i have a child with that's a my final word because i do have to go elizabeth and lynn but i, I know leave the do. conversation in your good hands i know you're going to have uh, so much more light and love to share with everyone and thank you for inviting me to the beginning of the call all right bye, ladies nice to nice well. talk to you again chris yes be well thank you bye okay. you too um and and so Thank you. That was Chris Fuller. She's the CEO of Your Life Sparkles, and she's an author with Waldorf Publishing. She's got a book um, that will probably come out in, I think, 2021. I can't remember. I'd have to check with her. Um, but she's a fiction writer as well as a, as a budding self-help guru, so it's, it's pretty fun to have her share her expertise. She's got a lot of expertise in a lot of things. So, um, Lynn, I've got a child who has a November 11th birthday, and he always wanted to have a swimming party. And so we switched up his birthday um, probably three years in a row to summer, just to change it. I think that's know. wonderful. I think that's wonderful. And I think that I think in our family, we, our mantra has always been, it's not, the, it's not the day or the date. It's what you do with the celebration. Mm-hmm. The celebration is the family getting together or the friends getting together or having what you want that's going to make you smile and it's not necessarily has to be on the date of your birthday or in this case on the date of the prom or on this case on the date of a graduation totally agree with chris that you know having having the children and the adults i I think the adults can brainstorm too because the adults (coughs) excuse me have a lot more access to different kinds of information and maybe different kinds of possibilities that would would be appropriate for the rescheduling of these milestones that are important to these children at, at in high school and in college. Um, yeah. You, everyone must have seen by now how UMass Medical School did their graduation um, early. Uh, they mailed the caps and gowns, and the students already had their their white coats, and they did a Zoom graduation uh, four weeks early. They had them finish up their work, and they knew they were going to be deployed to help work on this for us. And it was a celebration, and, and it was a toast, and it was it was all the things that would have happened, but it was electronic. It was it was it was it was digital. It was video and audio, and it was That's fabulous. And I watched it, and they knew they were all going to be deployed, and they rate they you know the 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 chair of the med- uh, 
School of Medicine said to all of them, who's ready? And every one of them raised their hand and said, we trained for this. We want to help people. We want to be positive. We want to shine some bright lights on their lives. Thank you for letting us do this. Thank you for letting us celebrate. But now we're off. And they were happy. And they were happy. So when I was talking about, you know, worrying about college and everything, I want the students out there and the parents out there to know that the colleges are working on this in a positive way so that the the students aren't going to be shortchanged. I don't know if people also have heard another positive and happy thing. In Massachusetts, um, our high school organization for, um, for athletics, MIAA, has put out a couple of possibilities to finish seasons. And it may or may not happen, but it's, it's a happy thing. And I, and I heard this morning from three student athletes that said, may not happen. May not happen, but you know what? It made us smile and it gave us hope. And that's what we need to be doing right now. Smiles and hope. Yeah, no, and I completely agree. And, you know, and calls like this, and and we have to go because we've got just a couple minutes left, but calls like this are are, um, not intended to give everybody the answer. They're intended to sort of spark a conversation. And um, I I hope we've sort of touched on some of the um, ideas around maybe some conversations that you could start with your family or kids or loved ones or, you know, Coworkers or whatever it is, we haven't even done a show about working yet. <laughs> and the coworkers no. and no. and all that—that's going to be probably next in our in our support series here of community conversations. Because I know some people are having some interesting uh, work environments um, from home at, at this moment, anyway. But um, do you have any uh, other thoughts for any kind of conversations that that people could center their family meetings or their school meetings? Uh, around before we go? We, I mean, we gave off a pretty good list. Um, anything I, I anything do. else? I, I, you know, I loved, Chris's, I loved Chris's family meeting because I was going to add at some point in the conversation that um, the, the young adults, the college students, and the high school students uh, want to be treated like adults. And those family yes. meetings can turn it, can, can turn, Kid, if you give it back to them, this is, you know, if cooking is a major focus in a family, then, then those young adults might want to take on some responsibilities. If doing laundry is a major responsibility, they want to be treated like adults. They want to continue to be treated and they want to take on, and they're looking for that. Um, you wouldn't think so, but they are looking for that. And that, that will give them a sense of pride and happiness and joy. And I think that's important that, you know, as a takeoff from Chris's family meeting, it's going to differ from every family unit, but you can, the, 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 the sprouts from that, if you will, the growth, the tree from that will be, it's going to look like a family unit that is trying to concentrate on the positive and doing the positive and everyone's being a leader no matter what age they are. And I think Chris made an excellent point around that. The, the other yeah. thing I just, if, if we have one more minute, if I could say that I think it's sure. really positive, that I think it's really positive is that, and I want the college students and the parents of the college students and the parents of the high school students to know this because I'm in the literature and I'm reading and I'm researching every day about this. 
that the adults that are in control of what's happening with their lives right now know that they want the happiness and they know and are planning for those happy things for them so that they can be happy now looking forward to them. And the example is postponing a graduation ceremony and having it at a later date so they can throw their cap in the air and not have to do it electronically so that they can postpone a prom and have that personally at a later date. Um, And, you know, that gives hope. That gives happiness. And the adults in this world are trying to do that for every college, high school, middle school, elementary, young child. And the teachers, the adults in their lives are smiling. They're happy. They're working hard to promote that happiness and that joy in their lives right now. And they're being creative and they're letting them, they're letting them own some of that creativity and innovation as well. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's just important right now to, to do the best that you can do and, and not be, you know, super hard on yourself or others right now. You know, we were talking about how, um, you know, there's just a lot of different reactions to everything going on right now. So um, important to just do your personal best, and um, and that's 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 what you can hope for right now, I think, too, is is helping people, whether it's yourself, other people in your family, or so, and so forth, is helping people be their best. Absolutely. I the, couldn't the, agree the more. Best, the best and I think you can do. And, yeah, every say? one of us, no matter how old we are, can bring the best to the table. And all those yeah. best, if you will, all those best at one table come out to be a come out to be a really happy and positive experience because it's there. Right. And if, and I would add, you know, if you're having a day where you feel like you're your worst and you feel like you're worried or you feel like you're scared or alone or disengaged or even angry, I've heard, you know, we've been doing a lot of community engagement and people are mad even. Um, and so if you're having those kinds of days, it's, it could be very important also to, um, you know, phone a friend, dial a community, listen to a radio show, figure out, figure out how to deal with yourself in a way that is um, positive and change your thinking around, ground in something. We keep kind of telling, you know, sharing that advice with people. I don't want to say telling people what to do, but, you know, sharing, sharing that advice to ground in something, gratitude or joy or, you know, find something that sort of, um, centers you and brings your thinking back to core and maybe even back to reality because you might be finding yourself getting ahead of yourself with worrying and anxiety. Um, do you do you want to add to that before we go? I, I think that what you've said is great. I think what we talked about at the beginning of the show is, is, is good too because we're not always at our best and we have to help help each other and I mean everybody, identify when we're not at our best because sometimes we don't see when we're not at our best. So that I think, I think the hyper awareness of when we're not at our best and, and helping them through and getting them out of whatever to the happy place is responsibility of everyone, everyone around. Uh, Because we all all need each other. So um, we, all we, yeah, yeah, we, we have to go, um, and we hope this 
this conversation has helped you in some small way um, or, or large way perhaps. Um, if you have other topics that you would like us to discuss, please feel free to email me at elizabeth at besteveru.com or tweet me at besteveru. And um, I'd just like to thank you, Lynn, for being available again. It's always wonderful to chat with you, and I, I appreciate you giving space to Chris Fuller, too. Um, her husband, as the community knows, was just diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer February 26th. So, so she and her husband are really struggling right now. And um, I just wanted to remind everybody that um, they have, uh, in our community, we have um, various posts put up to support them. And it doesn't necessarily have to be money. Chris really loves just a message um, here and there to say I'm thinking about you guys and stuff like that. So um, just, just letting you know that. So she, she really appreciates these moments to just um, chime in and, and be her positive, bubbly self. So thank you for that, Lynn. Um, and oh, thank you welcome. all. Yeah, and thank you all for listening. And uh, we will be back. We have a show on Thursday at 1 o'clock and a show on Friday at 1 o'clock Eastern Time. So we will be back. Um, and I'll announce those guests in Facebook and on Twitter a little bit later on. But, uh, Lynn, any, any, anything closing out to say? Just be uh, well, just a right? Big shout out to, just, just to be, uh, be well and a big shout out to our society because we are doing a phenomenal job. We are really doing, as a, as a people, we are doing a phenomenal job in any way that we can to come together and be happy and be positive and get through this. And it just yep. shows how great everybody is. I couldn't agree more. So, all right, lots of love, everybody. Stay safe and well. And, again, thank you, Endicott College, for giving us the lovely Dr. Lynn Chelly during these moments. Um, uh, we, we appreciate you all lending her to us. Um, on our radio show and website, she's a she's a wonderful, positive joy to have with us. And so, thank you to everybody there, and thank you again, Dr. Chelly, for your time and energy. And um, I know your husband's out there, and uh, uh, and we we appreciate all he does too. So, um, thank you again, everybody. Have a have a wonderful, peaceful, safe, and well day, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs>